Anthony Crane, Devin Albertson, Eight-Man Football Podcast. What a week it was last week. Uh, we had the top five showdown with North Shelby, North Andrew. North Andrew coming out, kind of dominating parts of that game, uh, looking back on it. Um, just what were the takeaways you guys had from week five? Devin, I know you were at that game. And, Anthony, you were over in Worth County, I believe, last week. Um, just what are your guys' overall takeaways from last week? Uh, well, I'll start with that first game with North Andrew beating North Shelby. Um, North Shelby, they haven't played a really difficult schedule here so far this uh, season. And it really kind of showed their early on North Andrew has played a difficult schedule and they're kind of battle-tested. And you saw them kind of control things early. And by doing so, they kind of jumped on North Shelby. North Shelby, give them credit for battling back and giving within a touchdown there in the second half and almost doing it again before that fumble recovery by Brewer Wheeler kind of ended their comeback hopes in that one. So North Andrew, they're a good team. When I said at the very beginning of the year, I didn't know how great they could be because I thought there was a max for the athleticism they kind of had in the team. But with their style of play where they play good defense and they just pound the rock just down your throat, they're not going to be an easy team to beat. They're going to be in every game they play. They might win every game by 20 points, but that means they're going to win every game. I mean, just the way they're going to play stylistically, they're a fun team to watch just because of how hard those kids play, and they've really bought in Coach Dwayne Williams over there. And I was wrong on them from the very beginning of the year. I thought they were a borderline top 10 team all year. And right now, the number two in the state, they've absolutely earned that honor. Yeah. And I was able to watch that game. And, you know, I was so impressed with just the physicality of North Andrew. I mean, we knew coming into it, they'd be a physical team because they're not a team that's, uh, they don't have the capabilities to outrun you or anything like that. Um, I was a little, I've been really high on North Shelby. Uh, I think uh, the moment maybe got to him a little bit. And like we discussed earlier, I was a little. Uh, confused by their defensive game plan, you know, going with a two-man front against that North Andrew offense was a little, uh, you know, baffling to me. Uh, but I, I did like the way the North Shelby battled back in this one. They made a couple big mistakes at the end or it's a closer game. Um, but I think it'd be a good lesson for North Shelby moving forward. And then I think uh, the best game of the week was in Grant City with uh, Worth County and King City. I was fairly high on King City coming into the year, uh, maybe not like a top five, top ten team, but I thought they would take some big steps forward um, with just the skilled position players in Landon Wells. Landon got hurt before the season. He came back Friday, and he looked fantastic. He throws, you know, of the quarterbacks I've seen, he throws the best ball, and uh, he was just dropping dimes. Um, for Worth County, uh, this season has – it's been rough on them, and you can kind of feel that. It got worse Thursday night when they lost most of their offensive line because of COVID. They fumbled the ball seven times on the snap. Uh, you know, and but it was impressive the way they battled back. And you don't know if they have their linemen, if it you know, works out differently. It would be a third and five. Snap the ball over the quarterback's head, they lose 20 yards, they have to punt. Um, but I think the biggest takeaway was just the two stars of that game were Landon Wells and then Andrew Alarcon has taken that Worth County team and put them on his back. Uh, he is, for a kid coming off an ACL injury and still been less than a year, he was extremely impressive. And uh, I think that if Gladstone gets back for them, they could be a tricky team come playoff time. 
Yeah, I agree with that. We're kind of a good team. Um, they're, they're having a lot of issues right now, just whether it's guys being COVID, other things happening. It's just been a roller coaster over there in Grand City, which we're not used to at the Worth County team. Usually they're strong, steady, smash in the mouth, win the game, go home. It's kind of been their mantra for the past 20 years. So this year's just been a little bit different with that. But used to go to Alarcon, already over 1,000 yards and 14 touchdowns this year uh, through the first half of the season. He's been one of the better backs in the state. Um, so, yeah, congrats to King City for getting a big win. They needed that uh, to kind of get some confidence in the rest of the GRC play. As we talked about this early in the year, there's six teams in the GRC. I think they're all at least top 15, if not top 13 or 14. They're, they are six really good programs. And just each week it's like, well, we got two or three really good GRC games. And we got two more this week that I think are really interesting. So uh, it's a tough conference. And coming out of that conference, you're going to be battle-tested come playoff time. Just stay healthy, and then you'll be ready to go playoff time and um, be ready to go. So, And then going back one second with North Andrew, um, I was down on the field after they won that game. And as they were breaking down, um, I may or may not have heard – they thought we weren't as physical as them. We showed them. And I'm going to take that as a personal fight to me and Anthony because they absolutely <laughs> proved us wrong on that. So, uh, North Andrew, darn right, you guys are the more physical team, and you did a great job of that. And I love that personally, um, going to the games. And it's all it's all fun. They they We always have a good time with them. And I know Livingston did something similar after they beat Southport Valley Hole with me with something like that. So, I really – I love the back and forth. I know that it means they're listening to us a little bit, and they really appreciate our coverage. And it's just a nice little fun thing you have back and forth with that. What's funny is I think they appreciate our coverage, yet they look for things to uh, put that chip on their shoulder. Because at no point did we ever say North Andrew wasn't physical. We just thought that North Shelby could match them. And maybe that was just enough. It, you know, it was like the match. I mean, yeah. I don't say need, but I think it helps motivate a lot of 14 to 18-year-old kids that as someone who like can't do something, and you, we all remember back, we're that age, and maybe still are at the same point. That if someone tells us we can't do something, we're going to do everything we can to, you know, say, "Look at this. We just, you know, proved you wrong, and here we go." So, yeah. you guys keep doing that. And who do you guys want to pick this week to do it for? Go ahead. Well, <laughs> what's funny? I mean, it's kind of like the Mount City thing, where like seven of eight voters vote them one. And they choose that one voter who didn't, that guy, whoever he is. That guy, and, yeah, that guy. And they're like, okay, they don't believe in us. <laughs> and that's great. Like, if you, if you can find that motivation, that's great. As we move on here, one second. Okay. To move on here, let's look at week number six. Um, we kind of talked about it, in a sense, with Worth County and COVID and everything. But we've, we've made it through five weeks. Most teams have made it through five games. Some haven't. But relatively speaking, you you kind of get the feeling that a lot of people are, you know, hey, we've made it this far. Let's just, you know, keep going. Or kind of how much do you guys feel like this is a, hey, we didn't know if we'd get this far this season, but we're halfway through the regular season, and we're now looking at districts and how those may line up. I mean, it, it feels like we've come a long way since, what, I don't know, early August when we didn't know what was going to happen. Well, like, um, I think everyone appreciates that we've been able to play football. Um, and that's been the most important thing, and that kids are, for the most part, staying healthy. The problem is, if you want to call it a problem, is that it's still having a major effect. Um, whether it was Worth County Friday, Pattonsburg Friday was without six of its players. 
Um, so it's kind of skewing things a little bit. You don't know, um, you know, if Sanbury is that much better than Pattonsburg or does six players not being there have a major effect? Um, so that's a major, that's been the biggest problem I think is just, you know, what kind of effect is it having missing a few players? Um, and then I, to be honest, I don't understand the COVID protocol anyways. <laughs> you would think we could do if, a whole thing on that if we really needed, yeah. wanted to get into that one. I mean, you would think if six guys can't play, then the entire team couldn't, but, yeah. And, and Pattonsburg is a little different situation because they do have three different schools and I think two different counties. So the different counties, different school districts all have different policies, and it makes it just really confusing to try to keep track of everything. Um, in Port East Ashton, they've only been able to play three games this year because they've had two games back-to-back, got canceled. They got to finally play last week versus Rockport. And Port Rockport, East Ashton has kind of took all their aggression out on them, beating them 52 six. Um so I'm, I'm glad EA got back on the field because they've been wanting, they've been itching to hit somebody other than themselves for the last couple of weeks since their games have been canceled. Uh, but last week we only had Nate Man, uh, one cancellation, and that team picked up a team that had a buy. So actually we had a full slate of eight-man games for the first time all year in week five. And if you would have told me that back in August, that, hey, week five, we're going to have a full slate of games. I'm like, well, I don't believe you. Um, we kind of go on at the beginning of the year. Um, I, most of the coaches I talked to at the beginning of the year said, let's see what happens after week four, five, six, and we're still going at that point. And as Chris said, we're all looking towards districts now. Everyone's looking to see how they match up in uh, conference races and stuff like that. So uh, I'm really thankful that things have kind of gone this direction. Um, I'm not going to try to figure out all the COVID protocols for each one of the schools because I just don't want to. <laughs> so. <laughs> I just hope we keep playing, um, and I'm just glad I'm, I'm blessed to be able to go to these games on Friday night and cover the, the kids. And that's kind of where I'm at. Just keep one week at a time still, but really appreciate and value every week. Yeah, and that was the two county thing. Healy was talking about that Friday night because you know the players they were missing were from a different county, and so that means because Nottaway County is a two week deal, that they're going to have to go two weeks without those linemen. So, and their schedule does not get any easier. So. <laughs> But like you said, if we let's not go down the rabbit hole of trying to figure out uh because <laughs> it is different everywhere. And anyway, let's move on. Um, before we get too far in the rabbit hole, um, this week three top ten matchups, one top five again, and I think this top five one for area people may seem more intriguing than last week's top five because a lot of people may not know North Shelby that well last week. This one, you get North Andrew and Stanbury. I mean, they played five straight state championships back, what was it, 13 to uh, 16, 17, somewhere in there, I think, or 12. I think it was, I think it was 12 to 16, 17, 16, something like that, yeah. It was definitely after my time. Um, it wasn't us. So It started during my time. My junior and senior year, I think they both went and there played you go. each other than three years after that. So We were very mediocre when I was playing. So <laughs> we'll just move past that. Um Actually, we oh, I gotta feel the wrath of those Stanbury teams. They were good. <laughs> Do what? I gotta feel the wrath of those Stanbury teams playing at Nottaway Hole. They were much better than us. So <laughs> they were some good football teams over there at Stanbury for those five years. We uh, I just this is off topic, but I remember we got thrown into a different district with Worth County and Stanbury my freshman or sophomore year because we were in St. Joe Christians for, before that, and we got thrown into Worth County Stanbury. So you had three of us in there battling, and you now one two years we all split with each other which if it comes down to the top two teams make it, you know how well that works out. So that was always fun, too, when you get to split things. But that's beside the point. So let's go back to the North Andrew Stanbury of this year. 
This one, I think, is going to be intriguing, too. I think Stanbury is maybe a little bit different than what we've seen in the past. I haven't got to see them up close. Or Anthony's going to give me a look here. Maybe they're about the same. Have, have you seen them yet, Anthony? I watched their game against Pattonsburg on Friday. Um, I will let Devin go first um, because I think I'm going to have a different opinion of this game. So he, And he'll be there. So we'll let him start off with this one, and then I'll throw another eight-man team under the bus, which I've apparently been pretty good at this year. <laughs> All right. Well, I've seen Stanbury on film once, and they played Albany back in week two. So I got to see a glimpse of them versus a decent – I think a decent Albany team still uh, back in week two. And what I came away with looking at Stanbury was – they all they have a bunch of athletes on the field. That's undeniable. They're all 6'1", 180, 6'2", all in that just range of just athletically built kids. They don't have that one star they've had in the past with Sheber or Nate Luke and stuff like that. They don't have that one just stud they rely on. They have a trio of running backs plus their quarterback they kind of use there. I think they're an interesting team with that. Um, I just – Matching up with North Andrews is different because I've seen them up front and personal twice now. Uh, picked against them both times, and they won both games against Pattonsburg and North Shelby. And they're just a physical team, and they have their own trio back there with Ecker, Goff, and then Thomas at quarterback. They're very interesting. This can be a very fun game. Um, I actually had Stanbury higher in my poll uh, this past week because I've had him higher for most of the year. But I think I'm leaning North Andrews slightly in this game. I think it's a one-to-two score game. Just whoever doesn't make the middle mistake late wins it. I think it's going to be a great football game and just kind of a old-fashioned Stanbury, North Andrews, just battle, and I, I can't wait to see how it goes. I think North Andrew is going to steamroll Stanbury. I left – and while I think Stanbury is a talented team, Watching that game Friday, uh, a lot of their success came from Pattonsburg uh, peeing down its leg. Like, I watched Pattonsburg, and I wanted to punch my computer, so I can't imagine how Scott Catton felt watching that. Um, I just left it not – I didn't see a player, you know, kind of like Devin said, that could carry that team. And that's kind of scary moving forward. Uh, the quarterback struggled to throw the ball. Um, so that's something like if you can force Stanbury to throw the football, you're going to win that game. Uh, their offense, now whether they were picking on the left side of Pattonsburg's defensive line, um, they seem to be uh, you know, really relying heavily on the right side of their offense to run the football. Um, and so if North Andrew, who is a big physical team, uh, doesn't show that weakness on the defensive side, I think Sanbury's going to struggle. And while I think next year we could be looking at Sanbury as the best team in the state, I do think they're still a year away. And the way North Andrew has played, I just – I can't see this being a really close game. And they do love running behind Austin Colvin on the right side. He is a big boy. I wouldn't – I understand running behind him completely. I got ahead of myself because I got sidetracked earlier. So let's look at the top ten because there is no order to this. This is just wherever my mind goes, we go. The week six power top ten poll, I don't know if it's power. It's just a media top ten poll. There's no power in it. Um, 
Just Mountain City 1, North Andrew 2, Southwest Livingston 3, Stanbury 4, North Shelby 5, Drexel 6, Archie 7, Southwest Mountain Hold 8, Pattonsburg 9, East Ashton 10. Along with the 2-4 matchup at North Andrew Stanbury, we also have 1-10 between Mountain City and East Atchison. And then we have the Drexel-Archie matchup that I've seen neither one of these teams, so I can't give you anything on these two. Um, and they're teams I've never, I don't think, seen before. So and I saw some of the highlights from LeBlanc. I wasn't there at LeBlanc's game on Friday, but I still can't tell you anything else. So um, I guess looking at the rest of the slate, including that game, what stands out to you guys besides that you know, North Andrew Stanbury matchup? Uh, I'm a big for me, go ahead, Anthony. Go ahead. I, I'm a big fan of the Archie Drexel matchup. Uh, I really like those two teams. Now, what could derail that is a possible suspension at Archie. That's basically a rumor. I have no confirmation. But if Archie's without their quarterback, that is a very talented backfield at Drexel, and that could cause some problems in that one. Also, I do really love the East Atchison Mountain City matchup. I think that may end up being the best game this week. And I know that uh, you know, the Wolves are ready for Mountain City. Uh, Mountain City being who they are, the next two weeks they're going to get everyone's uh, best shot, and East Atchison is ready. They, uh, you know, talking to Mountain City and East Atchison. Uh, Mountain City knows they've ruined a very good season that the Wolves had last year, and I think the Wolves are uh, ready for some payback. Yeah, absolutely. I actually went down into the scrimmage week or jamboree weekend and saw Drexel scrimmage Archie, and that was a while ago. So things kind of changed throughout the season. But my first little initial thoughts there was Drexel could run the ball on them. Uh, just up front, Drexel did a nice job. They have a really good running back there, Jacob Coffey, who's arguably one of the better guys in the state that run the football. Uh, but Archie, they really struggled to run the football that. I didn't know what they were trying to – they're still trying to figure out schematically, get with eight man, how to team things up a little bit. But they did have success through the air, which that might change this week due to possible suspension. As Anthony said, nothing confirmed yet, but that's just kind of the rumor we're hearing down south. And if that's the case, they won't be able to utilize their maybe their best offensive player, Hunter Yannick, on the outside, who's a transfer from Midway, very good athlete, very good at high point in the ball. Drexel had struggled to cover him in the scrimmage there a little bit. That should be a very fun matchup. I took a lot of points in that game, so that should be fun just to get the updates uh, from down south and to see the – uh, scoreboard rack up points down there. It should be a lot of fun. As Anthony said, EA Mountain City, EA, everyone kind of just put them aside after week one after they got beat by North by Southwest Livingston. And the way that game kind of went down and just kind of like, well, EA's down this year. We don't have to worry about them. Put them to the side. And then they won week two versus Northwest Nottoway. Struggled a bit early. So everyone's like, eh, still to the side. And then they went to quarantine for a week and they didn't play the following week because of a possible test at the cab. So they were everyone just forgot about it last month. And last week they went to Rockport. They played Rockport and they just boat raced them. They're off the gate and now they're ready for Mountain City. And EA is one of those teams where they could surprise some people here late in the year. And they got two big games coming up that are both district um, caliber games with Mountain City and Stanbury coming up here in a couple of weeks. So EA, they could really make some noise. They found they're back in the top ten now. Um, and it could be interesting to see how they match up with Mountain City. Uh, Mountain City, they aren't what they were the last couple of years. They're still a very good football team, but they don't have the 
two extra studs in the backfield they've had the past couple of years. It's very Landon Papa, Tony Osborne-centric for them. And a good defense, and a good defensive plan can limit them a little bit. You saw that was Livingston. And I think Coach Dawson there for the EA, for their defensive coordinator, can do something similar. So I'm really excited for this game. I still think Mount is going to win it, but I think EA can give them some troubles. Um, so it won't be a cakewalk for Mount City by any means. All right, guys, to wrap this up, um, where are you guys going to be at this week? I will be at the top five matchup, Stanbury North Andrews. I'll be going back to Chris Rouch's old stomping grounds there in Rosendale uh, to see that game again. Um, always love going to North Andrews. They treat me pretty good over there uh, with the setup and everything. So I'm ready for that game. Should be a lot of fun um, to see two powerhouses go at each other, both undefeated. Um, honestly, it could be for the GRC title. Kind of depends on how things go the rest of the year, but. Both teams are sitting one and two in the conference right now, so it should be a lot of fun to see the Bulldogs and the Cardinals matching up again. I'm traveling south to Orc. Um, I'm excited to see them. Luke Buchanan is a fantastic player, and Orc, who started the season rather slow, seems to be uh, coming on here lately. Um, and we'll see where Worth County is again next week. I know that. This season's been hard on them, and you could sense that after Friday's game. So I'll be interested to see how how Oric has uh, progressed with a new coaching staff or new head coach, um, and because they're slowly uh, creeping towards that top ten as well. Um, so we'll see where they're at, and we'll see if Andrew Alarcon can once again carry that offense. Uh, and what should be the last week before Gladstone gets back. Um, As you see, that game is very interesting to me as well with the Worth County Oregon game. Last year they played at Northwest Missouri State because Worth County's field was bad. And Oregon gave them a game last year up there at, at Maryville. So we'll see this year a little bit different coaching staff. Both teams are in a little different position than they were last year. Um, Oregon has some good players down there, as you said, with Buchanan, Ethan Wilson. They got a freshman linebacker who we've heard is pretty good. Um, so we'll see if they can slow down Andrew Alarcon um, and company there. Uh, but it should be a good game. Uh, Worth County, is, I think, is the favorite kind of going in there. But um, Oric, they could maybe climb back in a little bit um, to the top ten if they can get a win here uh, against a pretty decent Worth County team. Yeah, the true number 15 is on the Oric defense, from what I understand. So, um, Oric, at least their fans have been uh, – they're taking shots already. Uh, so, Coach Healy, uh, Andrew Alarcon, if you're listening, uh, just know that uh, if you want some bulletin board material, there it is. You guys just love giving me everything on this one, don't you? Anthony Crane, Devin Alberson, thank you.